Hello and welcome to Hotspur Way, round 11, dying seconds. So bear with me, even if you're not a boxing fan. We're an aspiring heavyweight. We've done really well to get to where we're at. And we're in the penultimate fight before we get to the big one. And we are facing someone, an opponent who is so dodgy, who is doing everything they can, every trick in the book to try and garner some time and take it to a draw because they've never lost. But we've been smashing them for 11 rounds and we're coming up into the final round. In the 11th round, so this is a 12 round match, they hit us really low, the ref doesn't see it and we go down. And we've got the coach screaming saying, we never stop, you never stop, get up. And we get up and we find it in ourselves to go and go again. And we deliver a massive uppercut which sees them go down the crowd are on their feet. Everyone is jeering us on. Everyone hates them. And as they're struggling and they walk towards us and the referee starts the match because they weren't counted out, we then smack them across the face and they go down for the knockout. Guys, what does that remind you of? You're supposed to say the Sheffield United game. Rookie four. The Sheffield United game. There you go. That's what it reminds <laughs> you. Oh, God, I've been trying to come, I've come up with that analogy for the whole... Oh, it's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> no, I had to say something silly. Guys, how did you feel? First of all, before we ask that question, oh, by the way, we've got Ross, Ross and Purgy. Before, before that, before they scored, how did you feel, Perch? How did you feel before they scored? Ah, oh, the, the frustration of the game was, it was one of those games of football where I was just like, oh, this game is just going by and it felt, like it was that game right do you know what i mean where it just oh, it was killing me because i was watching going come on we've got to break him down at some point surely and it just were not happening was it it wasn't and then in the 73rd minute uh is it just me who thought it was a bit of a fat boy hammer um it, player. no no i didn't say no i mean ronaldo though the original one was a fantastic player but it was a bit of a you know he, he liked his crumpets but he's a um, really good player, actually. I don't think he could fit in a, in a Postacoglu team with the amount of pressing we do. I mean, if he could, then Ndombele could. But he scored a good goal. And at that point, Ross, how did you feel? So that goal goes in. And what did you think? Be honest. Uh, up until then, I was like, we will nick this. We will nick this. And then when they scored, I was a bit... Uh, maybe we could get a draw. And then we're still unbeaten. But... I don't know. When the really? 12 minutes went up, I was like... Hold on, hold on. Before, before we get to the 12 minutes... Yeah. See, I, I've got a lot of work to do because I seem to be at the, at the, at the, the trio. I seem to be the only one who's, who's fully inducted into the cult of Postacoglu. Well, I, had, I, I had zero doubt. I was still expecting us to score, to score four goals. I mean, we're, all of us, let's face it, we're shit at predictions. But I, none of us said 2-1, did we? Or did Spook? Hey, no, hey, I think hey, he said. Hey, hang on. My I, predictions this I, week were very good, not just on Spurs, but on every game. We don't, we don't care. Listen, I, you do the Arsenal, and now we found out a Chelsea crossover. <laughs> I mean, uh, ah, so so we don't, we, we don't care. We, we don't care about your other predictions. We're, this is a Tottenham Hotspur podcast, okay? So I was expecting us to 
to get another to get four goals. Even when on the seventy third minute, in fact, I tell you what happened when that goal went in. I then sat up, so I was lying on my couch. I then sat up and I thought, "Come on, let's go." And I hadn't even thought about them adding on twelve minutes. I thought because the way it happened in the first half where he added on three minutes, I thought that was really odd if they changed this law and I don't know about it. So maybe they're going to add on five, but we can get four. This is what I was thinking. And I was so close to texting you guys on the group and I thought, no, I'm not going to make a dick of myself. So I didn't. And uh, then the ball goes up. Ross, tell us how you felt when 12 minutes were shown. At that point, he made some changes and I thought, we were going to get at least a point. And because I wasn't watching the game, I was relying on Tim Sherwood, sadly, on Sports Soccer or Soccer Saturday, whatever it's called these days. And he said, oh, there's only one team winning this. There's only one team winning this. Um, and that was us. So I had an immense amount of comf- confidence in Ange and his merry men of getting us back into the game. I did not think we'd win it because I just didn't think there'd be enough time to win it. But thank God I'm not a prediction horse. I'd have been wrong. Hold on. Tell us about Tim Sherwood. What was he doing? He was doing the watching for Soccer Saturday. You know, they get... Yeah, I know. know But he was saying what? That we were saying that we were going to lose or win? No, he said there's only one team winning this and that's Tottenham. And that's just when Richie scored. Um, Because obviously he knows everything tactics, Tim. Um, and so, it, it you just fe- you fed confidence off that, and Ange, I just can't see Ange letting a team, his own team, just drift away to a draw. You could just see that he was, you could just tell from the highlights I've watched. It was all very no, let's go again, and the players didn't just buy into it. They were they were ramming it home. They were they wanted that second goal. I mean, the fact that Richarlison didn't go absolutely apeshit when he scored. Is a testament to him after what he's been through in the last couple of weeks. That he said, "No, we're going to go for the win." And I mean, one thing that I did want to bring up was all that fitness crap that Antonio Conte. You know, when he tried to kill all the players in um, wherever it was, Thailand or wherever, mm. and then Ange has been obviously he's been doing a lot of fitness work, but it's not been as documented. But these players in the like the hundred and whatever minute, were just absolutely running their asses off against this shell-shocked Sheffield United team. And when Decky, when the, with the Decky goal, if you look at it, Dogie, I think, takes the ball off someone, knocks it to someone who knocks it to Richarlison, who t- does what he does and passes it to young Swedish lad who somehow used his right foot for once, bless him. So I can, I can answer that question. Um... When when we were younger, that's that's you and me, Ross, because Perchy's a young lad. Oh, fucking dear! When 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 we when we were at school, it's, the, it's a fact. When we were at school, they used to make us do cross country, right? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Now, I obviously I, I, I'm not a nonce. I haven't been to school for a long time, but um, wow. what? <laughs> but what basically happens is that sports science has has come in into the into its own and. You don't have to run X amount of kilometers to prove that you're fit. Far from it. So um, there's multiple different disciplines now. For instance, based on interval training, you can you can get the body to to create far more stamina and endurance 
by a lot of the 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 easiest things which is for instance what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to um I don't know let's say from from here to there you're going to you're going to sprint then you're going to walk then you're going to run backwards then you're going to jog and so what you're doing is you're preparing your body for all sorts of intervaled um endurance I'm saying it's all wrong clearly I'm not a sports <laughs> scientist but what oh, I'm trying to what, keep going. what I'm trying to say is that when you look at a football game it is not constant running and what what I found quite ridiculous was when people were saying this was last season yeah in South Korea oh look how fit we're going to be I was watching it and I was thinking what are we doing do we not have any sports scientists at the club because football as far as I know isn't jogging 42 lengths or running 42 lengths and then throwing up I've never seen a footballer throw up on the pitch um other than other than when when there's been a dire injury and I have actually seen that but that's not how that's not how professional athletes train and that was the first point of last season when I saw that and everyone was going mental about it where I just thought there's something wrong here and I'm so happy that that little critical tickle happened because it was like hold on a sec there's something wrong here with that and so with Ange what they do is they push them to their limits and just before they hit their their red zones um i'm not calling this out miles i actually have read it and then if you deduce what players say on their instagram and when spurs post on, on the training feeds you can actually then fill in the gaps and so what happens is once what, before they get to their red zone they will then have a break and he takes their mind off of football where he asks them to tell stories about each other and about what they were doing the night before and whatever and what that does it relaxes them and then they're back into it straight away and again it's with the intervals so what they do is and also we know it's well documented their training sessions are built around the time that the ball is in play on the pitch and depending on which group that you're in with regards to the fitness because they've got they're in different groups you will run certain points and that emulates what you're doing on the pitch so mr conte fuck you you fucking terrorist <clears throat> you you absolute stain of a man he knew nothing absolutely nothing and you know what makes it even worse i backed him and i continue to back him <coughs> sorry about that i can't really mute my mic i mean i can but let me try and mute it let me just cough I mean, you, I, you're not talking a minute I, I was just gonna i was just gonna say at least say how you feel right yeah why not <laughs> say how you feel right don't don't mince your words mate come on um, yeah but listen awesome. I, I can't i can't disagree with you i hated Conte. i thought he was awful um, I was one of oh, everyone that kept saying, oh, back him, back him. No, he's not the manager to back. Listen, I love the way that we play um, under this manager. And I think I think the fitness side of things, I get I get all of it. And I, I, I kind of say it on this part. I think, it's more, I think I'll say it in more simple terms. It's more in the sense of, actually, players prefer to play this style of football. So we talk about fitness all we want, right? But... When we're playing football like this, you're going to work harder. You're not going to work harder when you're basically saying, oh, do you know what, for 90 minutes we've got to camp in our own half and hope we get a counter-attack, right? Like, who's excited for that? No one is. It was awful. Thing is, mate, it's not, it's not, just, it's not just what they do with regards to the, to the physical side at, at Hotspur Way. 
um, and as we they would say in Family Guy, oh, there it is, right? So it's not just what they're what they're doing; it's the fact that, and again, well documented, he doesn't let them stop. He is he is he has got his coaching staff that if he sees someone isn't going a hundred percent, they are screaming at them. And you know when he talks about when talking about Postecoglou, when he talks about that. Right now, the players are following direction, and it's not instinctive. If you speak to Celtic fans, I wish I could speak to some Australian Brisbane Roar and Marinos fans, but I just don't really know any. But I've got I've got mates who are Celtic fans, and what they say is that in the second season, the new signings that join, you will see the rest of the players who have been there for a year with Postecoglou they will be pulling them from the scruff of their neck. We're talking about pulling the new players if they're not pulling their weight. And so that instinctiveness passes throughout the whole team. Do you know what that means for us as Spurs fans? Seeing things like that. Seeing a team that everyone last year was criticising. And we're talking about, uh, what, 40% of the players that are still there? And this is happening, guys. This is happening and we're seeing it. And so fuck so- you, Sheffield United. What do you say, yeah. Ross? Before I get into some stats, because you know I want to, I want to stat bomb this. Go on it. Um, it was just I was just going to say it's not just the fitness as well; it's the clarity of thought, which is really important in them really kind of embers of the games where you can think straight enough as players know what to do, what positions to take up, where to go, and what to do. And so that obviously is that comes from confidence and as I said just removing that fear of losing so on two fronts it was a beautiful end man a beautiful end beautiful right guys you're not don't don't google this right I'm gonna ask some questions <laughs> you ready for the for the stats yes. should we do a jingle oh forget it so for, for the stats bit of the show because you know we we have to rival other podcasts and you know all three of us are amazing um statisticians mm-hmm. How many shots on goal did we have against Sheffield United? Was it? Uh, oh, you know. I think I know because I've done all this stats on my channel, so I think I know. I think Can it I was around it? 35. No. 28, I'm going with. God, someone, someone's got Google open. 28 shots. Unfortunately, shots on target. Hmm. Shots on target wasn't too great at 10. Six. Oh. Well, that's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, yeah but in context, though, it doesn't sound good. But because I, I, I did all these stats on my channels, I did it um, on my thing. But is it saying like nine of them weren't on target? Were nine of them those not on target were blocked shots, right? So you could argue nineteen of them were on target in context, right? What? Sorry, what do you mean? So like, out of the out of the twenty eight shots. Ten were on target, and nine of them were blocked shots by defenders. I know, but it's still only a twenty-eight percent return. Which, um, if we know Postecoglou, like clearly we all three of us know, and we sit on his lap, then he's yeah. not going to he's not going to be happy. He's not going to be happy with with a thirty-five percent return. I I I do I do believe that he's probably said this to him that we need to at least get fifty percent of those shots on target, and and you know they they work on this. But possession, 71% to 29, fair enough. Do you know, Ross, how many passes... So, Sheffield United, let's, let's phrase it this way. Sheffield United made 269 passes 
in a hundred and how many minutes was the game actually in total? One hundred twelve. No, was it he added on after we scored. It was a bit more time, wasn't there? It was like twenty two minutes added on for God's sake. Hundred and hundred and five, wasn't it? Yeah, if you include the three minutes of the first half, maybe 107, 108 minutes, right? So Sheffield United, in, in all those minutes, I mean, if we if we were to get a calculator out, now watch this, I've just opened a calculator because I'm really fancy, and I'm going to do 269 divided by, let's just say 108 minutes. That's two passes a minute. Have I got that right? Right, yeah. I, it's mm. a roundabout. It's about two and a bit passes. Two, two, two and a half passes. Two and a half passes a minute. How many passes we, did we make, Ross? Perchie, you're not allowed to say anything because you clearly know these stats. I don't know uh, that. <laughs> I don't know. 631. Very close. So, Ooh. so 620 divided by, let's do... So we made nearly six passes a minute. So that it's they made a lot. Uh, not bad that's though. Is it? Wait, no, so no, I'm hey, joking. You just say that's not a lot. I, I don't know if you I didn't say joking. that. That's, that's <laughs> I was going to say that's mad. Like, but actually, in, but there again, context is key, right? Look how many. I bet you can if you get the stats on how many passes Romero and Van der Ven made. They made loads of passes between themselves, even for the first sort of ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. What did you think of? Uh, Richarlison, Persia, that's over to you, seeing as we've had a bit of a ding-dong about this. Ah, Richarlison, do you know what? Like, do you know what? I always, I've always stood by this. Credit where credit's due. And he came on the pitch, and he's the reason we've won the game. He's a difference maker. Well done. I'm he so did. happy you said that, mate. No, no, Because no, it's no, the no. truth. It's the truth. It's absolutely the but truth. But I don't... But I don't... I don't... I, I've always stood by credit where's credit's due. I, I'm not one of these people that bigs up a player before they've done anything. I'll big up a player... Once I see that they've done something, and listen, he came on the pitch, and listen, big, and I always say this by the way, massive shout out to the guy. He's come out and said what he said, which is fair play to him. And I tell you what, that performance is can only be good. But when I say good, it now means he has to do it again. I don't want it to be a one in eight goal. Go and do it. Come off if you come. I think you can't. Not, don't start on the. Um, on the weekend, but come off the bench if we need a goal, show what you can do. I mean, he gets a goal and assist in the death, and do you know what? You need players to step up, and he stepped up, so you can't you can't be critical of that. But what I will always say before people jump on this, oh, he's amazing, he's this, before we do that, do it again, and again, and again. That, that thing gives you a bit of momentum, and then people will start changing their minds on it. Ross, what did you think, mate? I think with Richarlison, it was really obvious he did not like Conte, um, which is weird why he signed for us, but uh, by the by. Um, and so I... And for what he's... Apparently what he's been through in the last two or three weeks hasn't helped him either. So the fact that he's come through that, scored a goal, he should have... In hindsight, he should have started because of the way Sheffield United played. Um, because they kind of nullified most of what's good about Sonny. But I just think if he can just get a run of games, even if he's coming off the bench, as Perch said, for half an hour, um, 
because I would be tempted to start the same team again against Arsenal because I think they'll push up high. Um, I just, I, 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 you can't help but admire the guy and like the guy that he deserves a shot and hopefully judge him on this season because he obviously didn't get along with the manager and see where it goes from there because that's all you can do. Mate, do you know that one of the, the biggest roars that I, I gave that afternoon was when he scored, I <laughs> I jumped up, like did this stupid clap midair, fell on the couch again, and then I did it again when he didn't go off into the crowd and whatever, say, look at me, I'm the big I am. He was ushering his teammates on to get the ball and go again. Fucking get in. And that, for me, is the Richarlison that I remember from watching the two and a half games that I saw him when he was playing for Evan. Okay, I know it wasn't... I'm not an Everton fan, so I'm not going to watch their whole, their whole, you know, whenever he played for him. But that's what I remember. And I remember him at the World Cup. And that's the one that I remember. That's the version of him. And I tell you what, um, another thing that, that... I mean, we'll talk about um, Kulisevsky's goal in a minute. I thought... Even though Son wasn't too much in the game, I think he played well. I know a lot of people say he wasn't completely in the game. I think he was, and he was making some good runs. What I loved about him is the way that he's matured. I don't know if any of you noticed this, but like, he's there to pull to pull players away when they need to be pulled away. He'll go up to the ref. He's respectful, um, which which a lot of uh, South Koreans are. Um, you know, he gave that nod of the head, like when when the ref was trying to explain to him why he gave a drop ball before, but now it was a free kick. It's little things like that, which show that not only do we have a, a young team because we do, but we have maturity. Another thing we do have with Brennan Johnson is speed. We've got a really fast team right now. And it sort of hasn't, it hasn't dawned on a lot of teams. I don't think it's even dawned on our fans, how fast our team is. We won't go through them all. But Sun still has pace. Van der Ven is the fastest thing in the West. Brennan Johnson is definitely the fastest thing in, in the Principality. Am I allowed to say Principality? It is what it is, right? Again, dead silence. I'm losing my time. We're waiting for you to finish, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and well... we've, 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 then, we've then got... All right, he's not the fastest, but Kulisevsky... I mean, that stat before the game that I read it, where he had covered the most ground, I was specifically looking at him and seeing like, hold on a minute, that doesn't make any sense. But they're not going to make a stat like that up, are they? And then you see why he runs so much. And I mean, from what I could see, it was, uh, I'm doing a, a Nathan, is it Nathan A. Clark from the Extra Inch? I mean, I, I won't give too much stat, you know, statical, or I can't even say tactical analysis away because I can't but what we're seeing is because we're playing inverted fullbacks which means that they then make up the number six role so when they're coming in Kulisevsky is normally on the halfway line on the break and then he has to run up and then track back because if if the inverted fullback and sometimes they're on the other side of the pitch I don't know if you noticed this Poro three times I counted was on the left side of the pitch and Udogi was in the middle at that point. So you you do have to have someone who has massive endurance and stamina, and that's Kulisevsky. No wonder the guy's running so much more than anyone else. 
but I'm so fucking excited, guys. So excited. And then when he when he gets that ball from Richarlison, what did you lot think? Percy, what did you think, mate? When he got that ball, did you expect it to go in? What, uh, Kulizeski score? Yeah. Yeah, I did, actually. Because actually, do you know what? Kulizeski was in a position where actually I went, do you know what? Well, hello, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. It's nice yeah, that you're actually yeah, sitting next to the microphone. No, no, no. It just, I feel like my computer's just frozen, I thought then. So apologies. Um, yeah, no, I, do you know what? The one thing Kuliszewski got there was he had he didn't have time to think about it. When he has too much time on the ball, he really gets into dead end. It was get the ball, take it onto your right foot and just shoot. And I I expect him to score from that. Um, yeah, it, it was one of those, right? Because I think, I think he's a good player. He's a good instinctive player. He's not a great player when he's got too much time to think about it. His instincts are very good, but it's when it's long on the ball, he gets dragged out wide. It's like, listen, do you know what? We may have found a way, a role for him in the second, especially in the second half, down the middle. And I think it actually worked quite well. Ross, mate, what about you? I thought he'd have a crack. Um, it's just, you know, he's, he's, he's so left-footed, it hurts, bless him. And... You know, you, the old thing about, you know, the other foot's just there for standing or it's his swinger. I think footballers have progressed since then and it's more of a technical thing that they work on. But, you know, he hit it so hard and so sweet. It was it was an almost unstoppable shot. And just, yeah, there's nothing but credit to the team, the fans. You know, it's easy for the fans to get up and trying to, you know, bump the team up, but... For the players to respond like they did, and just to keep going, and I refer back to this: the fact that they were harassing them. And I know I shouldn't be surprised about fit young men running around, but you know, it's it's a sapping game, and it was it wasn't a cool weather wise day, I don't think. Um, but no, the minute it left his foot, there was only one place it was going, and it was back of the net. And the celebrations afterwards, I don't know if we're going to come onto it, but. That was wonderful seeing like Brian Hill and um, the young Argentinian lad and all them, sh- you know, Bent- Benton looking after his mate tea. Um, it was great to see and the, it was just a lovely moment. I mean, it was the I'll togetherness, was that- right? Wasn't it that togetherness it was. that you could see it? It was beautiful and the celebrations afterwards summed it up when um, Sonny was pushing Richarlison. Richarlison seemed a little bit. I don't know whether it's embarrassed or just a bit kind of no, no, not not right now. But it was nice that he did get into the spirit of things, and he does he should do. Um, my only the only thing I'll play devil's advocate with on this, and I'll probably get shouted out. We have to work out a way going forward how to break these teams down earlier. Um, maybe he could have brought just Richardson on a little bit one, earlier. One sec, one, one sec. So twenty-seven minutes exactly. <laughs> Please, can you clip this up? I'm just taking down some notes. Yeah, go on, continue, continue. I should get paid for this. Um, it was just, I think we need to learn how to break these teams down. Um, and I think it may be he could have, and I'm not bashing Ange. I'm not bashing him, so calm down. It's just bring on Richarlison a little bit earlier, take off Solomon, get Sonny running at them and get a focal point up there. But... Who am I to question my favourite Argent, um, Argent, Australian bloke after Shane Warne, who I hope he gives me a hug one day. I would love an Ange hug. You'd disappear in that. Me. You'd disappear in that man here. 
No, not with my dad bod. It'd be it would be a collision of dad bods. We'd create a super dad bod. It'd be wonderful. Ross, I disagree with you. So do I. And oh, are you saying I'm not? You, I haven't got a dad and bod. And you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'd be interested to see. Uh, no, but I disagree with you on the substitution front. And listen, initially, by the way, initially I was on your um, train of thought, but someone mentioned it to me. And went, do you know what? I actually think, and the manager came out and said it. And do you know what? Massive credit to him because. He could have gone one or two ways, right? So, like, he, could, he made himself late because he expected 10-plus minutes, right, of added time. So he thought, do you know what? Instead of making changes in the 60, 65th minute, we'll go 70, 75, and we'll play 10 minutes into it longer. Yes, that's when they went and scored. And then it was like, okay, we now need to make changes. But actually, it allowed us to have five players on the pitch much fitter up until the 100th minute, right? And it, and it paid dividends. Obviously, if, if we hadn't scored and it finished 1-0, uh, you'd have gone, well, the manager's got to look into why he's made subs late. But, I mean, he gets paid for doing those jobs. And ironically, he got it right. So you have to sit there and go, he got it actually spot on, in my opinion. 100%. Do you know what it reminds me of? Because I, I was around about the 64th, 5th minute mark. I was going, where, where are the subs? I mean, I can I can see him sat there. Does uh, Ange know that they're sat behind him? Does he think he bought them one? I mean, he's getting on. And, you know, you've watched some either series or films where there's there's sometimes a character that you doubt them at your peril. And that's Ange. Because I started to go, like, on the 70th minute, I was like, mate, come on. What's going on? Can you, like, bring on some subs? Can you do something? Please do something. And... I just thought, mm, what's happening? You know, are they are they going to come on? Are they not going to come on? Whatever. But he just knew. And then, uh, I think it was on Spurs play when when he he sort of let the cat out of the bag when he said, "We knew that the ref was going to add on quite a fair bit of stoppage time." And so it was part of the plan again. Man, nothing gets past this fucking guy. Honestly, so I this mean, this is why I'm not a man. This is why I'm not a manager. I mean, I would have gone. No, I do it on sixty minutes because I play football manager. I would have as um, well, mate. But, I would have like had a rule yeah. like sixty minutes. You're on. You're on. You're on. Doesn't matter what's going on. I can't bother changing it. Press space bar and off you go. You know. But with with him, no, he he knows what he's doing. Absolutely knows what he's doing. And that celebration, you think, yeah, gone. Got, do you think more than both of you? Do you think more and more managers will be trying to? get ahead of the game by holding back substitutions from now on yeah and it won't I mean you'll have you'll have probably pundits saying look they're copying they're copying Ange no just copying Ange mate because it's it's one of those things where I oh, did Sorry. you just fall over or is no, that Mike you, did. is that your you little mic you this is why you need a new mic yeah, so, no. so so before we, we before I didn't we stop, open the stand. I didn't open the stand. It fell over. It's not drunk. Before drink. before before we started recording, uh, and I wish I had recorded this. It was gold. Ross was telling us how much he loves his um, his small one, and it didn't sound too small to you. So so perch me and you are in trouble, mate, because if Ross. the noise that that thing just made, <laughs> you want to get it off the desk and put it back in your pants. <laughs> it does have protection. It does have protection around it to stop it from being spat on, and it's and women it's got are a muffler. To, it's, it does. It's, it's got a muffler, has it? 
the head on it's big enough to collect everything that it needs to and it works and it feels like I'm right next to you so there you go size isn't everything apparently right moving on that celebration I know we sort of covered it but for me seeing seeing Vicario run uh, I think he's another one that's super fast by the way because he sorry sorry can we ever work before we I know what you're going to say but Sorry, he ran the pitch in about five seconds. Are we not forgetting about that? Less. Yeah. Less than five seconds, actually. I've never seen someone run so quickly. He's a, he's a goalkeeper. And he's, isn't he impressing? <laughs> isn't, isn't he impressing, though, right? Uh, because I, I, too, I, too, had my doubts. I know that I waffle on and I'm the gospel of support our players, and I am, right? Because I've reached a certain age now where if you wear that shirt, um, the size of club we are, then, then you're good enough. What sweets are they, by the way? It sounds like you're ruffling through some sherbets. Oh, it's actually not sweets. What? It's oh. not. It's not vegan goodies, is it? Come on, tell us what it's it is. Not, well, actually, technically, do we need to do an intervention it's, again, Perch? It's not. It's not goodies. I mean, I'm. I mean, I'll get. I mean, I've been caught out. I'm basically prepping dinner. I'm peeling garlic, if that's what you want to know. It's nothing exciting. That's why it's never at the mic. So he runs a YouTube channel with <laughs> Arsenal and Chelsea fans, and he's got a cooking thing going on, on the side. Listen, no, 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 I am during this podcast, <laughs> because we did get you a mic, can you just sit down and do a, an actual fucking podcast with us? That's all we ask. That's all we ask. Just sit down, do a podcast with us, and that'll be great. I mean, that's that's just all we are. I mean, we're not asking for much. I mean, I'm, only, I'm just sat here while these two are bickering. Welcome to prepping with so what what are you going to cook then what's the garlic what are you going to add to the garlic oh, I'm, I'm, I'm making spaghetti bolognese after this stream right it's, it's not a stream i mean um we still have to explain how a podcast works so it's an audio call which we then oh not really because you keep telling people to watch the podcast i mean i because you do you know the what so listeners the worst thing about this because he kept telling people to watch the podcast i had to go i had to go fucking create a youtube channel and then spend an hour and a half creating a video where you can't actually watch it's just got our logo because people he was telling people to go and watch the bloody podcast i'm not doing that anymore no more we're just going to do well, some maybe, clip, maybe clipping of this and that's give about the it. people what they want what give the people what they want right with, with your spaghetti bolognese and we'll, we'll, sorry listeners but with your spaghetti bolognese uh, i'll give you a, a, a little hint okay what you have to do my stepdad's a, a world class chef and he taught me this uh, quite a few years ago you have to have some mixed spice ready and some cinnamon yeah and what you do is once first of all never put your garlic and your onion in before the meat so you, what you do is you put the meat in first with some olive oil put two bay leaves in you then put your uh, onion and your garlic in first of all garlic and then your onion make sure that your onion has um, basically caramelized just a little bit make sure they're small as well um, sorry about this guys but I just need to finish this and then what you do is once your meat is is nearly cooked get a tablespoon of tomato puree stick it in there um, leave the bay leaves in for another 10 minutes what you can then do is you sprinkle on some basically not too much but a dusting of cinnamon powder and then mixed spice powder then this is a special ingredient you throw in some uh, bacon bits and what you then do is you put in around four or five tablespoons of tomato ketchup. Once you've got your water from the pasta boiling, you take some of the water from your pasta, make sure you put some butter in there as well, and then you put that into your spaghetti bolognese. 
Once that comes to the boil, you then remove that water and stick it into your pasta. We'll talk about the rest later. So that's how you make a perfect spaghetti bolognese. Right, so you're sat near the mic, right? This is a football podcast because it's all your fault that we've just done a whole, no, it was, it a whole recipe sat, on, on spaghetti bolognese. I have been sat here. You've been sat, sat at your desk doing garlic. No, no, no. Your girlfriend must love you. Oh, you have what? She, lucky, she doesn't. She doesn't live with me, which is probably beneficial. That's probably why we're still. Together. To her or you? All right, okay. Fair yeah, enough. that's probably why we're still together. Uh, no, no, I've just been at my desk whilst, whilst you're talking. I'm just doing a little bit of prep work because otherwise, by the time we finish this, it'll be very late for dinner. It is very late. We've been going for thirty-six minutes. So what I want you to do, guys, is tell me how you feel about the upcoming Arsenal game. And uh, Ross, over to you, sunshine. I'm ordering takeaway. I'm did you... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Arsenal game. Oh God, they've got little PSV tomorrow or tonight. I don't really care. And um, I don't know. I don't know. And it's hard because it's at their ground. And so let me ask you: how, how do you feel right now? Now that I've brought this, I mean, you knew the game was coming up. How do you feel right now? Do you feel? After what we've just been discussing for 36 minutes, including my outstanding world-class boxing analogy, how do you feel against the Tottenham Hotspur of North London going up against Woolwich Wanderers? I've got so many splinters on my arse, I am sticking there, though, from sitting on the fence. I'm 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 surprised that that appendage of yours, which can gather things up, allows splinters to stick to your arse. Really, that's how that's how you feel. You you're you're sitting on the fence still because I asked you about it yesterday, didn't I? And you were yep. on the fence. What? Yep. So you, and what? there I remain. Um, I just I just think we'll cancel each other out. And uh, you know what? You know what weirdos like on their manager. He he doesn't like being asked about his goalkeepers. Um, he's trying to be like Pep, but it's a bit of a Lidl's Pep, and um, it's it's very. It's <laughs> That's very, the title of the show, <laughs> Lidl's Pep, and um, it's all Pep, wow. it's all very embarrassing. And they're a weird club, anyone? They're weird, or not all of them? A lot of them. No, are no, weird no, fans. no. You say it. No, you say it with chest Ross. All of them. No, because no, I don't. Because I'll go. I'll go on a ramble about some tit about mental health the other day, and I could have smacked him, but I don't know who he is. Um, it, and it's just all very it's 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 really ramping up because we're doing so well, which is funny. It really annoys them. Um, so I think if we just come away minimum a credible draw, it's more pain for them. If we lose, we're okay. We're like okay, we're still on this journey. We're still going to continue. Yes, they've won. Yes, it's annoying, but we're going to carry on. If they lose, they're they're going to be on. Uh, they're going to be people watching bridges of these like lemmings of Arsenal fans falling off. Um, and uh, you know, it'll be like, yeah, but we won this, we won that. And so, well done. Um, so I, that's where I'm at. I'm happy with the draw because it, I think it will hurt them more than us. Mic drop. Mic drop. Perch, with that garlic uh, in your hands, smothering you. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think uh, is going to happen? Uh, for, no, in fact, actually. How do you feel about the game? Uh, I think you can tell. You don't have to ask me. You can tell that I'm quite calm. How do you feel about? I, the game? I'm like, there's no pressure really on us at the moment. I think the, as I think Ross hit the nail on the head. It's Arsenal have more of the pressure than we do. They have to beat us. They 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 constantly beat us at their place, right? They so 
I think it, I think they're, they're not expecting us to come at them the way we do. People keep telling me, oh, we need to be a bit more pragmatic. No effing way, no fucking way are we going to do that. Because, listen, go at them, go all out. I think it's going to be one of those games of football that as a fan of either team, you're going to be sat back going, oh, like this is going to be the nightmare for 90 minutes or 110 minutes probably is how it's going to end up. But, but you're going to sit back and go... It's going to finish 3-3. That's my prediction. I'm going early with it. 3-3. Because I think it's going to be one of those games... I think there's going to be a lot of goals in it. I genuinely think there's going to be a lot of goals in this game. Um, Listen, it's one of those. We win. We break that hoodoo off our back because we don't win there. Listen, let's be honest. We don't win there. We can say how great we are and all this. We don't go over to the Emirates and ever win. But listen, if we do, the big if, then you've got to get excited, right? Slowly get a little bit more excited. But but listen, for me, it's the game of all games at the moment. This is the litmus test for Ange Postacoglu. We can sit there and say it's been great. Yeah, but we haven't really played anyone of note. Now we're playing a team that are fully at it, right? All the Manchester United fans worldwide, thank you. (laughs) But no, let's be, oh, let's be fucking honest. Crap. Man United are awful. Man United are crap. Like, we're they playing really a team. Are. We're playing... They, listen, no one we played of note at the moment can score goals. We haven't... There's no team at the moment that we've played that have gone, they've got a proper striker. Brentford didn't have... Don't have Tony. Um, Bournemouth have what? What's his name? The guy that they... Who they have? What's his name? Uh, Solanke. Not very... He's an all right striker, but he's not great. We're now playing against a team that have organised and know what they're doing. So that's the important thing now. We're now we, this is the litmus test. The litmus test is this on the sand, on Sunday. So I've got a bone to pick with you. Go I on. was trying really nice because it was sort of when I started to get to know you. Now now I can... I say can, what you want. I, I, can, I, can, I, I can now say mum jokes and all that stuff. Right, but I'm not going to. I was trying really nicely to tell you that Ten Hag isn't... I think Ross was on the show isn't really a great manager. And I wasn't basing that off of his football prowess or know-how because I could never, ever know that because I'm not in football. What I can tell you, though, is I am in... Oh, this sounds arrogant. I'm in management and I manage people. And I can tell you right now that if that guy came to give a pep talk to any of my team, including the interns, he would have him asleep. Okay? I, I don't think that he's any good. Okay, he's another one of the Pep prodigies, just like Lidl's Pep, uh, who uh, who Ross kindly referred to earlier. And you've got Ten Hag, and there's a few others, but Ten Hag is one of the high-profile ones. They're an absolute mess, and they don't have a face. In fact, they don't have yeah. they don't have a Postacoglu who can pull them through the mire they're in. They've actually got a manager who not only is uh, keeping them where they are, is then pouring more mud and getting buckets of water and making sure they're all there because he doesn't know, he doesn't have the personality to pull them out of it. And that's how lucky we are that we have a manager who in five games has turned our season around. Now, no offence to to the trust, but they tried to organise the second protest. And... Didn't, we didn't mention it on last week's pod, and there was a reason why. Didn't mention it because I thought it was going to go tits up, and it did. 
Now, if anyone on the trust wants to, yeah, if anyone on the trust wants to say otherwise, um, it actually went, it went tits up. And Thula, darling, we've spoken. I've given you many opportunities to come on the show. You were supposed to, you didn't. Please come on the show and tell us what's going on there. But I tell you what, people don't care anymore. We don't care because we have someone who has not only has given us an A to Z. Perchy, do you know what an A to Z is? No. Right, okay. I know what an A to Z is. Right, okay. So we've got someone who's who not only has laid out a map of where we have to go, he spread out his arms, those big hairy arms, those big Greek hairy arms, and he said, <laughs> come on, darlings. Not only are you going to come with me, but I'm going to prepare some souvlagia for you. And off we go. And we're going to smile on the way there. And I tell you what, Arsenal are fucking shitting themselves right now. And uh, this is the bit where people clip up uh, minute 44 and 44 seconds. But I tell you what, I really believe it. And I am more than happy to say that we are going to demolish them 2-1. Oh, here we go. One minute. Demolish them 2-1. They'll probably get an early goal. But I think we are fitter than them. And they don't like it up them. They're... There, I don't know how to really. I've not really thought about this, and I should learn how to articulate articulate my words a lot better. But they're the type of person that you don't want around you if there's thin ice. That's what they remind me of. They're a bunch of pansies, and when you get at them, they don't have that gusto, that spirit, that drive to then say, "No, we don't care. You're at our place. We're going to fuck you over." Thing is, we've got we've got a Greek Australian who's teaching that streetness is that a word to our squad and I think that in the second half there's going to be so much drama I can see I can see probably Lidl's pet getting sent off and I can see us winning 2-1 now I don't think it will happen in the last minute but god almighty can you imagine if in the last minute in minute 106 we get a winner do you remember that Kabul goal yeah, yes. Bottle that, guys. Bottle that. Because if we can do something like that, what will happen is two things. Number one, people will then start set up and take notes. Because you're right, we haven't played anyone of note. And once again, Manchester United fans and the purple and gold um, uh, factions support you. We haven't. But we will be Arsenal. And when that happens, you're going to have on Sunday Supplement and on Monday evening on TalkSport and uh, Perchy on his stream where he's doing garlic and whatever else, you're all going to start to take notice of Tottenham Hotspur. I wish I wish that we were playing them and other teams of note a bit further on, a bit further down the line, because I wanted us to remain the underdog. I, I love Tottenham because growing up, as I said last week's show... Gonna, we're going to be the underdog all season, mate. It will be like that. Listen, I think we have to... St- and I get your point. Listen, I think this is the right time to... No, do you know what? I think this is the right time to play it. Because you know what, like this is it now for us. We have to. Because the thing is, is it could it, it's very early, but it could be a very defining game of the season. I'll say this now because it will define us where we're at, in the sense of the pecking order. Because at the moment, listen, as as I said, we've not played anyone. No, and you mentioned it as well, but it it's one of those. Beat them, we'll be on a massive high, and all that lot. We'll be on a massive high, and then we've got that bounce will follow through to Liverpool. One thing we haven't seen yet is how we bounce back from results. 
So let's um, hypothetically, God forbid, that we lose. How do you bounce back? We haven't seen that. Let's hope we don't get to that situation. We win on the weekend and that we follow that massive high against a very, very good Liverpool side, right? It's, it, we haven't seen that yet. We haven't seen the low to how we respond from a low. So Are you discounting a, the Fulham game? Yeah, for the context of this year. I mean, let's yeah. the context oh, that's of this fine. But like, can I just interrupt you, mate? It sounds to me that you're... So are you saying that you're not too sure how we're going to react? Is that what you're saying? Well, listen, I'm, I'm not talking I'm listening. about it. With, I'm here. I'm not talking about it with Postacoglu. I'm talking about it as this Tottenham side. Listen. When he teaches them to never stop and they listen, do you believe that he's already had these conversations with them? We know that he must have because he said to the media, you know, we're going to go through ups and downs. He said, he said, he said even though I don't like that talk, you know, I just want us to just say we're going to smash everyone, fuck everyone, I think. But he said this to him and... And I, I think that he has prepared them for this, but I guarantee he wouldn't have said anything of the note this week. Of we course. have we have anything of the note that we're... Or if we lose, guys, don't worry, there's the next game. No, no, no. 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 Not He's not that, that kind of person. I'm, but I'm, I don't... Not that, I'm not saying that's what we should be saying. I'm talking about it in a sense of how does this team react? We've seen these teams with... Well, how, how do you think he's going to react? I mean, how do you think they're going to react? What, on the weekend? No, no. So let's just, uh, God forbid we lose. How do you think this team is going to react? How do I think it will? I think it'll be, because we've got a home game, I think it'll be a lot different. I think it'll be a lot different. But my point being is, is we haven't seen it happen yet. We don't know. It's the unknown, right? It's the unknown. Listen, and the thing is, is you, we can't lose games of football. You're, I mean, you talk about a title run, it's not going to be that. It's too early for saying that. But... You Why? Games of foot, you Why is it too early? Oh, you're doing that. So no, are we, spon- are we sponsored by the Fighting Cock? Because I heard, I heard last. Uh, what's it called? Not last. What's, what's the view from the lane today? They, they were also sponsored by Fighting Cock. Flav, you, you've injected everyone. You, you have become Mr. Smith from the Matrix. Well done, Flav. How? Loads. What's he said? Oh heard. God. Well, Could uh, we? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean we couldn't. But 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 could we? Could we? No, but, you've got no, you've got to go this, with the octaves. You've got to get it done properly. But the serious, yeah. But we put our realistic hat on the case. And listen, I'm not trying to put like down. Listen, I want people to be excited. Listen, if we win the league, I'll be. I'll, I'd, I want to be proven wrong, right? I want. I want to be wrong in what I say. But can this team get ninety points? Because that's what we're talking about now. I don't think it can at the moment. No, I we, think we can. But City will get ninety three. But really, you think we get? We're one injury away from Eric Dyer at the moment playing at centre half. Do you know what I mean? But I'm have just, you heard? I'm, I'm have you heard of the ITK about Eric Dyer? I don't. As is he still at the club? No. So like, I, I, I don't know where this came from. I've just heard it on other podcasts. But apparently, Eric Dyer is in Angie's plans. Um, right. He was. Already. He was. One minute, guys. Again, we're doubting Ange. Right. Let's let's stop doing that. So apparently. Yes, he was allowed to leave, but he has been injured, hence why he was in the stands. He was allowed to leave. If he didn't leave, then he has this season to apparently um, wow Ange and the coaching staff and earn a new contract. Does it mean that he's going to play at centre-half? I don't think so. I think he might play in midfield. Okay. He may... Yeah. What's your point? My point was is that we're an injury away then from 
in, in, like, do you know what I mean? We haven't got many centre halves, right? Have faith, mate. Listen, listen. All I'm. No, listen. We, we, we don't get injuries. I do. That's of course, we're going to get we're injuries. Gonna be... We're going to get injuries. But we haven't got a squad right now to even be talking about. Where we, what you're doing is you're viewing this squad with a Conte tinted glasses on. No, I'll put it with a realistic view. No, but 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 realistic. One minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. So let's talk about realism. When we when we when we think about what kind of squad we had last year, where we didn't want to watch football, guys. I'm 44 years old, and I never thought I would say. I never thought I would say that I didn't want to watch Tottenham Hotspur. And this is. I grew up with George Graham running that lot down the road, winning everything. And just being so hard to beat. And then there was one season where they only conceded 21 goals and all of them were lording it over us. And I was getting hammered at school. And then that fucker became our manager. I still wanted to watch us play. Last season, I didn't give a shit. I didn't. I didn't care. No, I agree with you, by the way. I agree with you. I didn't. I couldn't stand this. But my, but can I finish my point? But can I finish no, my do point? It, do it, do it. Cheers. I finished my point. I'm joking. My point is that we don't know, or we do know, we can see what's going on on the training ground because of the way that this team is playing. Of course, of course, if we do lose, and God forbid, we 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 you know we don't lose. What is the mentality of this squad? I can tell you that any any team that has a manager that is built of rocks, like Postacoglu will have a strong mentality. And he won't let them feel sorry for themselves. Before, under Conte, the players didn't want it. It was obvious, guys. It was obvious. And anyone listening to this pod, it doesn't matter if you've been in football or whatever, if you've been in a management position and you've been either, you've been brought in, not promoted, but you've been brought in and you've been told by management, listen, the team that you're going to manage, whether it's two people, one person, 15 people, we know that we've got good people here and you've got HR telling you they've got good people here but they've not been performing. They've been coming in late. They've not been doing what, they've, what they're supposed to do. And your job as their manager is to make sure that that, that department starts performing. By God, I'm going to make sure that every other fucking department in that company is going to be talking about my team. And I'm going to get them going. And that's what I've done. And I'm 44. The guy's 58 and he's been, he was a bank manager before. I didn't even know that, by the way, until the TalkSport interview. And now look at him. Okay, now look at what he's doing. He won't let them. He won't let them go back. They're not allowed. It's not part of their mantra. And that's what I'm trying to say. So let's not think about, oh, but we don't, we're one injury away and whatever. That's Conte talk. Let's get away from that, mate. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Let's get away from that. We have a manager who has turned... He's turned around the fortunes of a fucking football club in five games. How do we feel? Just remember how that crowd reacted at the end of that game on Saturday. That's one man and his coaching team who he didn't know other than one, one of those guys. That's what he does. That's what he's done. And that's what he's going to continue to do. Do you understand, mate? I'm not having a go at you. I'm just trying to say that sometimes we have to say, you know what? Yeah, I think this and I have every right to think this. And I tell you what, mate, if we didn't have this manager and we had Conte, I would be right there with you. In fact, God, you should see me when I start bitching. Ask my wife what I'm like when I start bitching. Okay? 
I would be with you saying, we're this and that, and we are not even one injury away. We're useless and blah, blah, blah. I know we're not we're not we're not useless we're not but I'm, I'm just I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to make a point you know what I mean no 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 I get no do you know what I get your point I get your point completely I think for me is is it, it, it it's just it's keeping where I stay with my expectation I, I've been there done it before got way too carried away listen it's and I'm gonna stand by what I'm saying listen I love what we got. We've got the right manager. I love this manager. I think he's exactly everything that I fell in love with this football club, right? He's the antithesis of this football club. And he fits us like a glove. The thing is, is for me, I'll stand by it. It's we're, we're, we're two months into it. If we win the league in two months, it's a miracle. I stand by that. Can we? Of course we can. Anyone can still win the league. Luton Town can still win the league this season. Mathematically, once it's mathematically good, you're still on. But it's 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 that sense of setting the expectation. Where's the expectation, right? Listen, I don't expect us to win the league. If we do, wow, incredible, right? But it's we're so far behind the curve right now when it comes to we're not likes. Of, we're not. No, we're not. We're, we're, we're not so far behind. No, no, we're not. We we're not. We're not. We're not. Listen, listen. Belief is one of the most powerful words in the world. And if you can learn how to wield it, if you can get others to buy into it, and then you can start believing in others, and those others can make you and help you believe in yourself, and then you can believe as one unit, you can conquer the world. I promise you. I absolutely no, promise you. I believe so, in the 11. I believe in the 11. Believe moment, in the squad. We, it's not about yeah, eleven, mate. It's yeah, not yeah, about but that. That's, but that's my point. You're you're talking my point. I believe in the eleven at the moment. I don't think we've got a big enough squad and a good enough squad to win a league right now. Can we in two or three years' time? Possibly. Once you start getting rid of the likes of Eric Dyer, Hugo Lloris out of the club, and start bringing in three, four better players for this system. Listen, for me, it's going to take time. I just don't want people going crazy at the moment when we're talking about five games, right? Listen, I'm not saying it's going to happen before people jump in here. Wait for it. Imagine we lose the next six games. Are we still going to be sat there going, we're going to win the league? It's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And no, no, no. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but my point being is, is we're five games into the season. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but hypothetically, we say we lose the next five games. Mm. We'd all be, the change of the landscape changes, right? If we go and win the next five games, again, hypothetical, could happen, potentially. Then you go, do you know what? We're ten games into it, nine wins, one draw, and you go, do you know what? Something's happening here. For me, it's I'm not getting... I'm on the train with the manager, but I'm not sitting there saying we've won the league already in September. Talk to me. Here's the one. If we get to April and we're still within... a a, a one win away from Man City, uh, who will be top, then come and say to me, go and purchase, you want it now, on the train that we're winning the league. That's when I'll start getting excited, not in September. Leagues are won in May, not in September. That's all I'm going to say on that one. So let's end the podcast with this. I'm going to tell you a story. There was a club. They they were okay. They, uh, they were doing all right. They were in the championship. They then got promoted to the Premier League. And they had an awful season. They had a manager who tried to make them believe. And then they got rid of him. They brought in another manager who 
somehow, and I couldn't believe it, made them believe. And this team was 5,000 to 1 to win the league and they fucking won it. Don't tell me that belief can't move mountains. Don't tell me that it can't make this Tottenham team, which would slap that Leicester team, win the league. And I know you're going to say, but James, it's opportunities and circumstances. And back then people were throwing the games and blah, blah, blah. This season, everyone is loving Tottenham. And I can actually see teams, if we're, if we're up there with Man City, I can see him rolling over for us. I would fucking hate it if they did because I want us to win on merit. But belief is everything. Ross, anything you want to say? Yeah. We've done the hour, Mark. Uh, You're still here, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here, guys. Uh, just enjoy it. Just Let's just enjoy it for what it is. At the minute, we're a very good team playing very, very good football. We have a manager who loves us, and it's nice to have that. We've had, we've had like three or four years of people feel like they're doing us a favour. And at the minute, if it is happening, you know, you I was there on Saturday, not there, I was sitting there on Saturday going, I wonder if we scored, and then we did. I wonder if we could win it, then we did. Um, not that I was expecting us to. So at the minute, it's lovely. And as Ange said, just enjoy it. If he's not there to burst our bubble. And look, whatever happens on Sunday, happens. It does, We can't change it. We can, we can affect it a little bit. It's at their big old red thing of a ground. And good, you know, whatever. We'll just hopefully shut them up a little bit. But we know what their fans are like. They'll go, ah, look, we did this to Spursy. Ah, and make lots of funny noises like I just did. Um, but you missed out. You missed, missed out, I, you missed out the third, I wonder. What's the third one? What was the first one you just said? I wonder if. I wonder if I we can know. score. What was the second one? I wonder if we can win it. What's the yeah. third one? What's the third wonder? Dunno. It involves what was that I supposed big, to go with it. It involves that, that big red thing that we're gonna play in next next week. <laughs> I wonder if we can beat Arsenal. And look, that could happen. We have got a, as good a chance as we've had in a long time to beat them. And then they didn't look that great against Everton. Um, I had I watched the game, unfortunately. Um, but they're there for the taking. And they, they're they okay. They're a good team. But their new signings, I don't think, have settled. One's out till January, apparently. And we'll see. I think, I think we've got as good a chance as we have, as I said, a minute ago in the last three or four years. So why not? And that's you know that's the first time I felt like that going to their ground in ages. I just it's just because it's their ground and it's them that gives you the heebie-jeebies. Morpheus turns to Trinity and says he's starting to believe. You're off the fence, mate. That's what it sounds like to me. You're not sitting on that fence anymore. Your appendage has removed those thorns, and you're on the believe train with Ange. Guys, it's been lovely. We're going to be back next week with us telling you how great that performance was, laughing at Lidl's pep. And his red card that he's bound to receive. Perch, I love you loads. I love disagreeing with you. And no, uh, this, but this, this is what makes, makes, makes exactly, makes mate. Great, I'm right. so I'm so happy that we have these differing opinions. And uh, one day you'll come over to mine, or I'll, I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to. I will. If we, we, I'll have to show you a slap. When we're still doing the pod at the end of April, and we're top of the league by five points. I don't think I'll we will be, be top. There. I don't think we will be top. As I said in two pods ago, I think we're going to be chasing City and. Um, I believe that they're going to slip up in the last two games. We're going to beat Arsenal and then win the league by one point. That's what I believe. And even if even if we don't, I don't want to talk like this because this whole thing has been about me talking about belief. So fuck it. That's it, guys. We're going to see you next week. 
push those positive thoughts towards us winning because I guarantee that's what our manager's doing to these players and we can do anything. Love you loads. Speak to you later. Bye. Bye.